everybody black. <laughs> I am. Betting on black tonight. Welcome to Black Mentality, where we aim to intersect our daily black experiences with our mental health needs. What does that mean? Trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy as a black person. And I'd like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this nation. And I'm coming to you from Darug and Gundagara land. My name is Xavier Mulenga, and we have Tracy. And this is Black Mentality. Yes, it is. <laughs> This will be the final episode of the series with Xavier. It was so much fun to have him on board and discussing quite a few issues around black love. I think it was great. It was fantastic to have him on board. And if you recall the last um, episode, yes, it's been a while, I know, but the last episode was covering emotional vulnerability and also how some men some black men specifically sometimes require women to help them emotionally regulate and also just um we pointed out that there are friendship benches that are sometimes um used as a way to endorse more mental health and just discuss how to better sort of cope with things which some of y'all need <laughs> no i'm joking but not really anyway um yeah, in saying that, so enjoy part four, the final part, and hopefully we can start a discourse. Really keen to hear everyone else's views around this, so I'll let you enjoy it. I'm asking you why black men um, find, whether black men find it difficult to sort of express love to themselves, was mm. then wondering if that sort of translates into why it's difficult for them to express love to black women in turn. Yeah, you know, I've, so many theories I always have with this, yeah, and nothing's yeah. really yeah. stone, right? So, solid, right? Yeah. But I think there is something to be said in that. Because mm. oh. if you don't know what your emotional needs are to satisfy yourself, mm. what, 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 what can you expect yeah. to? You can't even communicate that to anyone yeah. else if you don't know about yourself. Yes. Hence you, the five languages as a, as a baseline. As a baseline, yeah. 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 So yeah. If, and if you don't even know that about yourself, mm-hmm. how are you going to communicate that to someone else? Mm-hmm. And I think when you do black on black, it's, it probably is like. A mirror of yourself whatever mm-hmm. reflecting because we're mm-hmm. so close to each other we yeah. know each other culturally we're mm-hmm. living the same sort of system yeah. in these very white western countries so yes. we, we know a lot of what we're going together yeah. and then i think a lot of people they feel it because it makes it more real if you have no emotional depth with someone who's not black mm-hmm. you sort of like can forgive yourself a bit because okay they're trying to try and figure it out because they don't know who you are as a black person yeah. you don't know what you're, you're going to tell them as a black yeah. person to a non-black person mm-hmm. and that takes the forefront of relationship so i find yeah. for the longest time if you're in a non-black relationship there are so many things that are being learned about each other yeah. first before you even start getting down to who is this person in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I've always, it's always interesting. I find some guys will be dating and this, this person will say, well, I was dating this guy, this black guy. Mm-hmm. And then I really didn't know this guy until maybe a year or a year and a half. Oh, I'm, wow. You know, like, and the stuff she would tell me wasn't rocket science. Stuff I knew about him maybe in the first yeah. month and maybe even black women knew. Yeah. But for her and him, he stretched out because he was very avoidant and, you know. Yeah, no, it makes sense because yeah. it's like, you almost it's incremental release of information isn't exactly it? <laughs> and you you give away yeah. you drip drip depending yeah. on how much you want to give yeah, information you give very little you know what that's a topic in itself mm-hmm. like for another time because it's like why why the drip you know like rather than the flow or river gushing because then you might have to do something about it and then yeah. it's something which we're 
if you need help from someone, if you need help from, I think, a woman, some yeah. people socialize that that's some weakness thing. There's something wrong with you there. So by that, let's say if I tell you everything about me. So let me yeah. give you an example of what an honest black and non-black relationship would look like is suppose someone is like, oh, what, tell me about yourself. All right, I'm this Zambian, but I'm also an immigrant, so I'm not culturally well-known in Zambia, but also in Australia, I'm trying to make this new identity. Yeah. And sometimes I get confused in what I'm trying to be. Am I trying to be more Zambian or Australian in this space? That's not something that usually people have in the first date conversation. But then I, like, yeah. I, I can understand why you would withhold that because that is, I suppose, a, a bit of a, a struggle that you can't, you can share with the white person or let's say someone else who's not black, mm-hmm. but they, they, will not, they won't necessarily get it. Yeah, and that, and that in itself, that relatability aspect yeah. prevents you from actually wanting to explore that further or actually sharing as well. So it would be, yeah, it would be tricky. Yeah. See, to even share, yeah. It's, it's tricky. And even let's say you've got the over eager, let's say white white partner wants to learn a lot more about your culture mm-hmm. and everything. And then it's like, how much do I tell her? Is this like yeah. really, is this for our own self-interest? Like you get a bit paranoid. You don't even know what to Because you do question like the intention mm. behind, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. nowadays. We were very polarized black and white. You know, this year, 2020s brought up a lot. Like, is this white person your ally? Is this, is it, you know the what I mean? Like thing, the allyship yeah, stuff. Lord, but it's, yeah. I know. And it's it's even interesting in my conversations. Love my white friends is that, am I, am I, am I good? Ally to, until to... the real issues come up. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hit them with the real, real talk like you do, just like that. But it, it is. It, I imagine if that comes out as a way where it's tricky conversation as friends. Yeah. Imagine in a relationship, yeah. and then I imagine throwing that yeah. into uh, black relationships. Let's say I tell you, Tracy. Yeah. Let's say you and I are dating. Yeah. I say, Tracy, I have confused identity with my Zambian heritage. So this year, at least you know, Zambia, Zimbabwe are yeah. similar. You know, you guys are, you know, South Zambia. Yeah. But essentially, what happens is, you, I might feel even more ashamed admitting these things to you. You know. Because, yeah, as a black person, no, I get that. Yeah. The shame will prevent you, yeah. yeah. Brene Brown actually really talks about like, shame. I need to read one of her books. Well. Yeah, she's books. really good because like, she talks about, like, again, how sh- shame will be, like, the, the sort of, like, the thief that robs you of actually experiencing new experiences mm. or joy. And in that situation, you sharing that vulnerable aspect with another black person could actually bring you a step closer to actually, like, finding a solution. Yeah. Well, even if you don't actually discuss a solution before you're releasing that information will actually get you thinking in a direction that takes you forward at least. Yeah. yeah. We, we think, let me just say black men to black men relationships. Mm-hmm. Sometimes relationships, there's a lot of certain dynamics and politics yeah, I was yeah. aware of. But yeah. if I'm a black man, I have other black men friends and I say, hey, I'm having financial woes. I yeah. need some advice. Yeah. Some people have good spaces where they can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, that's very true. But then there's also some spaces where like, there's why am I failing when yeah. these other guys, because with, yeah. with a lot of us, we've got lots of machismo, always doing well. And I think Stop media presents us as like, yeah, <laughs> black men are very, either were super aggressive, violent, mm-hmm. bad, guys but you who are was super hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> on this podcast i think we must do a poll and say who's sorry for xavier but, <laughs> but no no but i was gonna say that oh were well, these very handsome suave uh, you know yeah uh what's this tay diggs you're just elba types and like there's no in between like mm. even back in the 90s we had yes. steve urkels and like we don't have that now yeah, it's no, like really so that if i go to my black friend and say hey guys my finances are messed up. I think I'm just being silly with my money. Mm. It's like, ah, aren't you not a professional? Ah. Yeah, you know, it's very true. There's more judgment. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that you can talk about relationships. Ah, aren't you the one who knows how to keep your bed warm? You know, there's even this joke we used to have that you, if you're a real man, if you make sure you're able to keep your bed warm with two bodies, you know, not just one, oh you know? I was like, and that's what I grew up with. I'm sorry. That's just the toxic masculinity high school. Life. That is hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. any topic you mention that involves some vulnerability, <laughs> even black men won't, won't openly discuss it with each other. Mm-hmm. That's why I choose now to have like really good male groups if I can, where I can mm-hmm. talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Ask my friends who are married, hey, how does your marriage work? What am I missing out here? And say, mm-hmm. hey, you need to let the relationship breathe. Yeah. Do you know your wife? You know, it's like the, you're trying to rush to get the right answer. That's yeah, not how relationships yeah. work. It's a bit yeah. of sailing 
it has to be mutual respect communication at least mm. at least the, the yeah. bare minimum there mm-hmm. and also being able to accept that you might be wrong yeah and working with that and running forward yeah and i think those three they make it very simple very happily married people mm. don't mean they're happy all the time but they, yeah. when their marriages are solid they can tell you and yeah. advice sounds so simple yeah but in my mind i'm like but come on man there must be a secret yeah. word <laughs> yeah. or a phrase what's the formula yeah there's a, a, a latin's genie lamp like what are we doing here you know we three wishes is that how you did it yeah. you know? <laughs> You know, we want that secret. That's why those books, like, how to have the best relationship ever. Those oh, books sell. Oh, that's sell so well. Yeah. Uh, because it's true. They're appealing to, I guess, what we think is a deficit in us. So, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So. That's so funny. But, um, I guess. I don't know. Did I answer that question properly? Did we answer No, no. I think we it did. Because yeah. it's, it's, again, it's shame. Like, yeah. the, the underlying mes- message was, like, shame um in terms of like perhaps your own identity or mm. like maybe even if you don't love yourself that can contribute to you then struggling to have a conversation with a black woman yeah. about things that you are emotionally mm. vulnerable mm. like that will expose your emotional vulnerability yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah i think i keep on saying uh, i think i won't stop it too much I, I even tell you that in therapy whenever i send black men to therapy or go there they, they don't want a black person Yes, yeah. you did say yeah. yeah because actually you you mentioned it to me but I think it might be Oh, didn't think. So I think what I always say that when people come to me and they want a therapist recommendation, black women always want a black therapist yeah. if they can. Like yeah. 100% a black female yeah. therapist yeah. if you can find one. Yeah, Even just black or supporting all black whatever counselor social worker <laughs> she, you know, that's yeah. and that's obviously tricky because there's so many but at least that's yeah. what they always come asking. Yeah, Where black men they always come and say, "Hey, I need someone but not black. But not black. You know? <laughs> and some, they won't even say it like that sometimes. They just sort of beat around it. Like yeah. they'll ask, they throw in these things where they say, super experienced, been in the game for a long time. And we don't have many of those psychologists. They, they, they always want, and I love us as men, sometimes we want the best of the best. It's like, who's the best psychologist you know, Xavier? <laughs> like, it's not even about the best. It's I, really about who you connect with. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. also what type of therapy, what yeah, do you think therapy, therapy is? Therapy, I almost, yeah. I have, I have to now start asking people what they think therapy the is and therapy, what they're coming yeah. for. Mm-hmm. But I find it always interesting that they don't have black therapists. And even myself, when I went to go to my therapist, yeah. I, 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 I consciously or subconsciously wasn't going to be a black person for me. Because ah, I'm like, so how can I be having these black woes in front of a black person? That is so interesting. No, 2017. Because I'm like, yeah, considering I'm like, you know my story with my psychoanalyst. Yeah. I love the one I have right now, but like, my thing was black first. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> when I couldn't find black, <laughs> other ethnic. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, it was the particular therapy that I was after though. So that's why I think it's even more challenging to actually find any black therapist there. Yeah. But we need more black. <laughs> Point at myself because that's the type of training I want to do in the yeah. future. But you're, you're doing psychodynamic, but I'm like, I'm like psychoanalyst. Yeah. Listen, that's me. No, it's right not, now. I mean, you know what? Tracy is mm. doing the hard work. Mm. Uh, for the numbers, I like doing like, you know me, I'm more about big numbers. Yeah. Psychodynamic work is where it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very true. Yeah, you're going to actually get a lot more. Because I think this is like a niche market as well. Like, 100%. you really need to like, like you kind of need to know about it before you sort of seek it out in a sense yeah, yeah I but no I still encourage people to like that hmm? to take psychoanalysis yeah <laughs> it's great <laughs> that's a, a topic for another podcast yeah, altogether really right. but yes um, so it kind of relates to what we're just talking about which is um, I suppose then why people date outside their race mm. so I have a question around do you <laughs> think that then Dating white is a method to actually avoid difficult conversations. Oh, 100%. I actually think it is, yeah. actually. And I think you um, touched on it, actually. That's yeah, why I was like, yeah, that's kind of it. But, 100%. But then just yeah. to say it, you know, because I should say it with the caveat that you can obviously 
date white as a black person and I can still be okay. Yeah. All right, that's number one. So I should put that away. All right, now I've said your disclaimer, go and go. Um, <laughs> is It's quite a distraction because talking to people who don't know much about you allows yeah. you to create the story, your version of the story. Yes. And yeah. keep it wholly in this universe of mm. how you present yourself bubble, to the yeah. yeah, a bubble. Mm. So in the way I present Zambia to people, if you first came to Australia, I realized that you could make shit up. I remember I was told by Zimbabwean <laughs> friends, and man, they were just making up lies. But then none of the white Australians knew what the hell we were talking about. They yeah. couldn't change that. They, they yeah. hadn't been to Zimbabwe or so Zambia. Funny. And Google wasn't popping at that time. Oh yeah, so Google, even if they Googled it, the stuff would say is like, ah, ah, as if it's on Google. You think these Google guys, they have a Wikipedia covers everything in Africa. And of course, people buy into that. They'll be like, of course, I'm so sorry. Wikipedia just probably covers Western white history. Yes, my sister. You know, they don't know the intricacies of the Bemba tribe in Zambia. Can you give us an example of the lie? Oh, the, the chiefs. <laughs> like, chiefs. they were like a chief's ah, son. Chief's son. Or at least like, my father's brother's brother was a chief. That's I so mean, funny. And I it's like, hey, man, these were wild parties. I should say, maybe it was just me and my friends. We were just clowning. I should say that. So it's, I'm sure a lot of other black guys have represented the country. A lot healthier, more balanced than we did. But then what I discovered then was yeah. you got to control the narrative. Yeah. And because no one knew Zambia, because all the Zambians were in Perth, I was in yeah. Brisbane, I was like, even the Zimbabweans also couldn't change some of the things. But I, I think I wasn't that great with with that great totals, but yeah, yeah. more like with up my tribe, the Bemba tribe, we run everything, the president's yeah. Bemba, or this and that, and we're the most uh, amazing, you know, and it's yeah. like where I come from, like, um, I think in the Bemba tribe, the royal family, the clan symbol is a crocodile. Yeah. I think if you're not from that, the other one's like, is it mushrooms? If you're not from the royal family? So all of us were from the royal family, of course, we're like, my clan symbol is the crocodile. And I was like, nah, you're probably a mushroom dude, <laughs> you know, but that's not, that's not what I'm going to spend to other people. Yeah. So that was a big one. Then also, you sometimes people to go with that, if you meet someone who's like, really wants to be a white savior because you learn these things by reverse mm. so we didn't know that white savior complex that that phrase i never heard of it till i got here yes no, no. it really wasn't it got popularized like maybe a few years ago actually yeah. it wasn't a huge like like yeah it wasn't a huge term that was being used yeah mm-hmm. and the phrase has been there for way ages yeah, long yeah. it's been there for eight decades mm-hmm. but just you know recent time media and yeah. yeah exactly and then i remember you'd know that if you told like a sob story about where it was like you know you, you drive and you just see... I think I used to talk about... I don't know why, man. I was just so, such a bad kid. Talking about how you see street kids on the way to school. And you just think... like You're just like, oh, Xavier, how that make you feel? It just made me think that... How can we help Zambia? You know? And, they said, oh, and then you realize this person just coming close to you. And is like, oh my God, I'm here for you. Oh, I mean, then you realize Lord. that I think I might get late tonight. I better keep this up. So, you know, yeah. that, that was a very unhealthy techniques. But you... Yeah. But then fast forward that. Mm-hmm. What you discover is when you're in those spaces you get to control the narrative, mm-hmm. you know? So it's almost like you get to practice fake news, whatever news version you want. Mm-hmm. So then usually we like upping the positives and not being the negative. So now whenever I talk about Zambia, I try and really talk about the both, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like exactly. there's lots of corruption, bureaucracy, yeah, yeah. lots of classism. Yeah, and yeah. also I used to play a part in that classism. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of things that hold us down. But you, if you go into these white relationships, you can pretend as if you don't have these woes. That's you're true. there living in some nice, let's say Bondi. You're there going to have cocktails and drinks elsewhere. And we're talking about... Mm-hmm some TV show. And sometimes you think that's nice because I guess when you see those worlds, you're like, them race doesn't really matter as mm-hmm. much as it does to you. Like we wake up thinking about race politics a lot or every day for some people. Because it affects us the most. Exactly, right? <laughs> and then yeah. you reach a space where someone's like, no, they're just going to talk about skiing the or we're going to talk about the yeah. weather. Can you imagine? Yeah. And you're like, so you're that's like, going to be our topic for today? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to read a book and yeah. you can play Xbox. I'm like, sorry, what? Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess I'm doing that. And you yeah. even get confused. But you, you also look at it very positively mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Okay, now, do you think that's a trauma response? Like, yeah, for some people it is. We've been through, some people have been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote in the essay as being, uh, translating something like, sometimes I just don't want to be black every day, yo. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's true. Some, it's very true. Yeah. Very, it's exhausting. We, like, honestly, being black, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously. It's like, yeah. it's great. 
in itself but then like we do the experiences that we go through as a result of society mm. is what becomes tiring yes mm. and it's, it's not changing anytime soon sure we're getting different so it's like oh, no. don't you know did you say the black squares were going to change everything <laughs> like, Everyone's like, I find someone who's still stuck on that black square June 2nd. I'm like, damn, this guy's really committed because it's December now. <laughs> That's great. No, I mean, but great. anyway, yes. But like unity was happening this year. Like we clearly saw social media mm. activating that unity. We're going to hear yeah, everything. Yeah, right, yeah like Kumbaya clearly, it. yeah, people were very alarmed that we're still experiencing racism this day and age. Mm. I'm sure conversations are going to happen and change things <laughs> i mean we're being very flippant but actually I mean, some conversations did happen with people and i think i had to stop hanging certain times with white people because then i think when you when i criticized what we are what race politics were i realized that Ooh. oh we actually sat on different pages of it mm. you know and i have to say i wouldn't say that the friends who i don't talk to as much were i guess complete racist but maybe it's like the way the, the system is set up in heredity to work for them you know, uh, okay, yeah, if you're yeah, white yeah. the system yeah. works in your favor yeah. but that also feels like a personal attack to them but yeah. then if they're also trying to explain my, my race thing mm. like you know for you sometimes Xavier I think if we move past race mm. as everything we'd live happier lives I'm like wow that must be anyway you know very nice yeah exactly but then so those people get get cancelled very quickly I'm not cancelled cancelled is the wrong word I guess it just we we go our separate ways yeah like honestly if you have to like Mm. block delete bye that's that's completely fine because that that's self-preservation as well yes but but yeah trauma response I was was gonna say 100% so I never even criticize someone when they're just in that space because I don't know where they came from Mm. and what traumas they haven't been addressed and I think Mm. if we create safe spaces and we ever discuss these traumas more and make them less taboo then yeah. they can lead to potentially some healing. There are yeah, resources out for there. For sure, yeah, definitely, yeah. And then okay. if you're healed from your trauma, you don't have to have this flight or flight response. And maybe you can just yeah. learn to have self-love for your people mm. and yourself. Mm. And then that in itself will make you look at black, your own yeah. black people in a bit more positive yeah. and empathetic light. Yeah, big time. Like, we, we all have our own baggage. Like, there is... I'd be very surprised if there's a black person that comes to me and says that they don't have baggage. Like, society has given you baggage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in, this, in this space, like, in Australia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you said you were back That's in Zambia, but even then, but I mean... But some people are really oblivious, which is which is completely fine because, hmm. again, if this is how you are coping now, please keep yeah, going. Keep going. Because it's like, I, I think to a degree that self-preservation of hmm. some sort. Like, I know you might, like, come and bite you back down the track later on, but, hmm. like... At this stage, it's actually working. It's a solution that's actually practical yeah. and workable for you. So, mm. yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, you actually talked about um, escapism from mm. blackness. That's actually really important though. Because now, do you think that there are black men that are consciously choosing to date white women as a method of respite? Probably? Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> Sorry, actually, I don't know why people yeah. make this controversial. It's not even controversial. Yeah. People don't lie. No. But know? my next question is, would they ever admit it? Ah, listen. Now, yeah. now you're asking that, for that's a lot. Where, like, don't that's Don't you know that where, black men don't cheat? Don't you know black men just yeah, love black women? Like, what's a, like, we, like, Zimbabweans have this saying all the time. There's songs, there's like all these things that come up. Mm-hmm. Zim men don't cheat. Yeah, they do. We don't know what cheating is. Exactly. You know, you don't <laughs> cheat because you have to catch them first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Zim people. Yes. That's for my Shona brothers out yeah, there. But um, <laughs> I, I think we're, we're gonna come for you, baby. Eee, this is you. how I'm gonna go missing. Oh wait, no. I mean, no. <laughs> no one's gonna like touch you. I think you. that was one of many I'm multiple his, threats. I mean, his bodyguard. Eee, I'm gonna need help, then, people. <laughs> if it's, if it's, have you seen how tall Tracy is, people? Yeah, very average. I'm being very height, heightist well now. You know? Well above average. Eee, that's uh, you know moving on. So what's the question? <laughs> 
So do they consciously date? Would, yeah. they ever, would they ever admit it? That's the thing. Because like you said, yes, this is a well-known um, mm-hmm. fact. But will they ever actually admit that that's their intention? That they, you know what? I just need to escape being black. I'm just mm. going to date a white person. Of course, we know that's other reasons for them yeah, dating. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons was that escapism that you were talking about. Yeah. And you know, and sometimes their minds, like, and lots of things, escapism, you get raised in a higher platform mm. in society's mind. There's so many things that play in the back of your mind where you get mm. a leg up by dating yeah. to whatever the majority is. Mm-hmm. So if you're dating a white person mm. who's going places and you're going places, you go a lot further. Oh, mm. The chances are it will help you along the way. I'm not yeah. saying it helps everyone, but it... Definitely, Some, the yeah. chances are that puts you in a different field. Yeah, you know? in Especially, different spaces. Yeah, yeah different spaces, elevating, the yeah. different rooms. Yeah. And then you realize the different rooms that you can go to when you're white, mm. they're not the same rooms, they're not black rooms. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But then I suppose we once talked about this a while ago, and it was one of my questions, which is, so we talk about playing the game. Mm. And in this sense, you are playing the game by dating white. Yeah. Not just as a method to escape um, the realities of being mm. a black person, but also to elevate your status. Yeah. But... To which point is playing the game detrimental to mm. you as a black person and then to... The community? The community, yeah. Oof. You know, those are two loaded questions. But they yeah. are two loaded questions mm. and I think the lines have to be drawn for everyone at different times. But um, So say that again, the first one? So, I'll sure I get it properly. Yeah, so the first one is to what point is that detrimental to you mm. as a black person? I think usually if it comes to the cost of you changing who you are innately in the relationship. Mm. So usually by entering these very white spaces of non-black actually let's say white black let's keep that dynamic you know, enter these white spaces for you to be successful there are a couple of tricks that everyone knows along the way that can work yeah. I'm not saying you have to do these things but mm-hmm. it's just like this implicit knowledge I mean yeah. explicit knowledge that yeah, very how well do you speak English yeah. how well can do you, you relate make... to the culture yeah exactly do you know yeah, white people stuff yeah. do you have Aaron William boots <laughs> can you joke about uh, some TV show that white people grew up watching and it's, it's you engaging in their cultural yeah, yeah, yeah. things and touch especially if you touch on on childhood things like I grew up watching McLeod's Daughters which I did not like, to be honest. <laughs> I'll give you that. But then this comes from a guy who's a teenage black guy who liked Power Rangers and action movies and yeah. Van Damme. And then I'm watching Listen, Women speaking, on a Farm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a UFC reality, fan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you watch my Clouds Daughters. My mom loved not it. Not my Clouds. Yeah. yeah, but if you would mention it to Australia, yeah. it's got this interesting, you know, even Skippy the Bush Skippy Kangaroo. The kangaroo yeah, we watch that back, yeah. back at home. Yeah, and yeah. you find when you talk to people about it, oh my God, you watch that you too? Watch that you was my childhood. There you have some, some, you've got something similar and you realize, oh, if I keep saying the things yeah. they watched or if I, you know, yeah. we're on the same page, yeah, yeah. it makes you... you the rapport is established yeah, quickly. It builds rapport. And I think, even though you may have actually liked Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, McLeod's Daughters or Home and Away, a lot of people actually watched it. I mean, EastEnders was better. But you know, <laughs> um, sorry, Australians. But it's one of those things where you realize that that gets you places, but mm. then that you start changing a lot. And when you come here, mm. it's really magnified, mm. so that you're really trying to change a lot of who you are. And I think when you start changing who you are, how you speak, mm. the friends you hang out with, and you start yeah. now changing it just to chase this better life. Mm-hmm. That's 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 an obvious one mm-hmm. where it's bad. I think the other one is where you start ignoring cultural things. So I've seen people who. Even when they're doing their weddings, they want to ignore lots of like, I've seen a few friends get married where they're like, nah, I'm going to ignore the cultural things I come from and just make it all Australian wedding. Or when they're like in an interracial relationship. Yeah, an interracial relationship. And you know, a lot of people will use lines like, oh, you know, the logistics, people couldn't come and obviously it's her family's paying for most of it. There's always some Mm. talk, which, you know, like I said, I haven't got married. This stuff is very tricky. Mm. But I think when you're trying to bring two cultures together, it's almost like, 
how do you do it equally mm. and how do you represent each so that the other side is fulfilled because well, clearly the white aspect is dominant <laughs> yeah well in some of those yeah. ones yeah you know and sometimes when you see the black one dominant it's also interesting i've seen mm. that version too where okay. i'm like and it's just a zimbabwean wedding yeah. i don't know where yeah. the white people are i mean they're just here but i mean yeah, like yeah. and they're dancing on the floor with yeah because i was thinking i'm like essentially even with the zimbabwean wedding aside from the traditional aspect they have a white wedding Mm. Like we know yeah. there's a white wedding, so yep. the influences of Western like traditions are there already. So yep. it's not like yeah. Now no. try mixing maybe like we should just mix those Ghanaian Nigerian weddings yeah. where it's like strongly yeah. where you could, the, strong. the white wedding is not what we're doing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. what are we doing? It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting, and some yeah. people. So so I guess that if you have to then if you're sacrificing one culture for another, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. Also, when you have kids, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Because there, I think if you're gonna have kids in a mixed relationship, I think this is me just saying my as if I'm a parent with a kid is that <laughs> I think you do have to think about the politics of what you teach your kid and I think it's healthy oh, if they learn both time. sides yeah. what's it like like mom's family from uh, Central Coast yeah, what's it yeah, like what's the yeah. Gosford family like yeah. or the Baran Bay people and you're your Yoruba tribe Nigeria your Ndebele Zimbabwe yeah. your Zulu South African yeah. what what did you tell this kid because it's going to yeah. be a mixed amalgamation of all those yeah. and I think to having, appreciate both sides exactly mm-hmm. and I think if you're going to start saying the story that white is better and black is like ah you know back at home are corrupt because sometimes it's very easy to badmouth your own country yes it's very, very much you so, know yeah. and uh, I, I remember i used to do that but that was just me being silly and uh, just really having lots of like self-hate about the situation when you come here like yeah i'm gonna finally leave that corruption misuse of money i know the stigma i'm gonna go to yeah, australia where they do true. it right and you yeah, get told yeah, those messages true. go to yeah. western world where they do it properly yeah yeah and yeah. it's very true like it get, exactly like it's very explicit like even from in, in our mm. own countries like it starts from there and then like you get the subliminal messaging everywhere to say why is right. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. And the last one I was going to say is whether when you just start hating your own your people, yeah, yeah, your community, yeah. that's when it becomes so detrimental. Yeah, yeah. Because then you also start painting mm. those negative slides you you put. We already have enough negative media yeah, to to yeah. feed any yeah. person's view of our communities. Exactly. So if you start feeding into that, we have more potential to make more. Pain. So if I start talking to my white friends saying, oh, Zambian communities oh, in Australia time, yeah. are very backwards. The yeah. e- impact that has as a statement yeah. is huge. Yeah, and they will remember that. Yes. And they will spread that like wildfire. Exactly. I heard it from so, a Zambian. Yeah. A legit Zambian-born black guy. You know? Exactly. Incredible. A, incredible black guy told me Zambian <laughs> yeah, community is exactly. shit. And that's rubbish. But, the, yeah. but if I said the other way, it also carries a lot of weight as well. Yeah, and yeah. possibly... That's very true. Yeah, so that's, that's where I think it really can hurt the community, yeah. how you spread or represent yourself. Yes, yes. No, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say, like, well, obviously we know... But but like we've seen the trends in the UK in US places where there's been more um, black people mm-hmm. for a lengthier period of time yeah so are we seeing the same patterns evolving here in Australia as well mm. you mean patterns like where we're dating outside the race and mainly again like dating um, mainly white people like since we're talking just about oh, yeah, yeah. dynamics um, white people now for various reasons one of them being escapism and elevation to status that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so is that something that we're seeing more of yeah we definitely see more of yeah. it like that mm-hmm. all you need to go is look at the instagram pages of people and see who yeah. they're with and who they're marketing themselves yeah. to um oh, big time, yeah. you know and so that, that's that's the social media right mm. but the trend is because when you come here as an immigrant the word that people use a lot which i hate is like um assimilation or integration yeah yeah you know uh, it's you as an immigrant yes. assimilating to the the culture exactly here, so but never the other way around like there's no way a white person will be told to assimilate in in an african country yeah no no we yeah. never do that if, you know if anything sometimes we're even a lot more generous there yeah. because we're like oh this white person come like, with oh, money yeah, 
Yeah, you know. I love it. Welcome. Mm, you know, we give them like, oh, yeah, it's never the same. So yeah. it's obviously there are lots of power dynamics about which countries are on top, which ones are not, which ones are developed countries versus yes. what do we call them now? Low income, middle income countries. That's what we call. I just like saying third world. It says yeah. to me, it's like yeah. makes it very explicit. But oh, I understand maybe these yes, new words, these PC words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because it's technically. I think even like this is going on a tangent, but even third world. Mm. Again, this is. Uh, hierarchical thing mm-hmm. again that white people like used to classify yeah. like our uh, countries we know developing and developed again like mm-hmm. what we're all developing nations we just know one exploits the other for their development yeah. <laughs> oh you haven't heard they help us they give us loans you haven't heard oh, IMF yeah. well, they help us yeah oh, my god yeah, thank you. so when Zam is about to maybe default an IMF loan some bit yeah, sad but, yeah. <laughs> but honestly yeah no we're like yeah, that's yeah, a tangent. Yeah, yeah, tangent and a topic for another day but yeah <laughs> so, many. so we're seeing the same patterns and I, I have to agree as well that like I think there are a lot more people dating outside their race mm. and um part of it if you remember we kind of talked about it earlier in part one mm-hmm. <laughs> where, oh, we're talking, <laughs> uh, where we're talking about um how it's technically is it accessible for us to actually date black in australia given like we are spread out geographically mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of us as yeah. well so i, I guess maybe that's contributing to the dating outside the race aspect of it but then yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. i believe that it's still possible for us to date within our race but again each to their own yeah mm. it's like every time i think of that i always mm. think you're right it's easier to tell that narrative that mm. with the de- development the numbers yeah. mm. we're doing more interracial relationships yeah. and you're definitely just seeing a lot more yeah. of them i definitely yeah. openly more than before yeah. which is like you know in one way it's like a good thing i mm. guess you know people are just doing their own thing yeah I, like i said i hate <laughs> that I word I, I know exactly but then the other time i think we're also embracing a lot more black culture these days mm. think about it in an open fashion from like the afro beats mm-hmm. you know festivals music festivals we have to people now saying like okay where who's saying the black scarves or this black business yeah. we're little legos we're mm. definitely so i know it's easy to sell that narrative we're doing mm. absolutely into whiteness but then also now in our neighbor in the neighborhoods and community saying hey we need to stick up for each other we need to really yeah. build upon our brand and love each other and try and support that I don't yes. know if it's the same strength and energy as the assimilation movement, but I definitely <laughs> yeah. notice that it's growing, and I think but that's yeah. also very positive because yeah. then people then think actually you can date black as well mm-hmm. in, in Australia mm-hmm. and Sydney, yeah. even though it's tough in Sydney. I feel for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm here as well, I'm not, you know. But anyway, but yeah. you know what? To that point, like like the one you mentioned about um, supporting each other, I think the narrative that's going around right now is black don't support each other, and I'm like, I find that problematic in itself mm-hmm. because I actually think. There is a degree of support that um, is given to a lot of black brands by yeah. other black people. Is it to the widespread, um, I suppose, desire that people, brands want it to be? It might, it, be, it might not be, but yeah. there is support. And it's about, like, I suppose, cultivating those relationships with your regular supporters, if possible. Yeah. Rather than wanting to. I think I tend to find that, like, um, it's controversial, but, like, the people that then say that perhaps are not actually... Like the, the their vision is to be more mainstream, so more mm. catered to everyone. Get the money. Yeah, Get but big. then I'm like, technically, like you, if you're marketing towards black people, like I know, mm-hmm. if you market towards me, I am there. Like I am there. Like if I see that this is a product that's made for me, mm-hmm. but if I see that a product is not necessarily marketed directly to me, but it's black owned, mm-hmm. yes, I will still support because I'm loyal to the, to the cause. Mm-hmm. That's me. But I can honestly understand why people will not actually like 
buy yeah. a product that's not marketed towards them because yeah. that's essentially a lot of like what the shops do right now. Yeah. Well, they're only starting to sprinkle the diversity now because they're like, this is how we make money these yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it like what? Capitalism, um, activism, is it? Yeah. What? Capital, oh. Capitalist activism. Yeah. I need to Google these terms. I've always been asking this. Hey. <laughs> no, but I'm with you on that. You know, I think these, you know, it's like, how big do you want your business to be? And mm. everyone's different. I think we have to somehow talk to these black business yeah. owners and see where they're getting their money from. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the majority of people with money in this country are white people. Yeah, it's very true. And, ex- and ex- Yeah, and it's expendable cash, you know, mm. like it's extra cash. Yeah. You know, for a lot of black people who have cash, it's not always extra or the same mm. amounts. Just generally looking at stats, okay? Yeah, Just yeah. looking at basic stats. Mm. So the people who are willing to try these new exotic experiences mm. and new restaurants, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I was going to think when Little Lagos opened, um, so a lot of my black friends a lot of us actually go there quite a lot and it's quite good but then I've also got when I tell a lot of my white friends a lot of them have got lots of influence and they've got the numbers they can mm. spread it more and it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a new thing yeah. who knows so in the beginning they, a lot of them can come and they'll get extra money and I don't know which one relates to long term who's going to keep coming back yeah. I assume we, we come there because we support the business mm. yeah like, you know, that's the thing like, yeah. I, I, I think genuinely like if you are for the people and you don't sell out <laughs> you will get support hey like, maybe they might have to sell out listen thing. I think business then, is very tricky no, you have to make money the thing is obviously you can do both because I've seen examples where they actually do both right like um, give a name I don't want to be biased because it's my own cousin yet oh okay your own cousin okay <laughs> yeah, you have to give another example honestly like <laughs> no no but like I have seen her business model and how it operates and she definitely knows how to cater to both black women like not even black women only, like but black community mm. and the wider community. So she gets all types. Well, of that's clients. true. I have oh, yeah. that you showed me because it's, it's very much like when you see, look at her page, you can see there's a bit of inclusivity there. Like, oh, it's I'm diverse, like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, like anyone is like can mm. get their hair done there, yeah. and she also specializes in Afro hair. So I'm like. You genuinely feel like you can actually go there, yeah. And that's Chris Zamora for anyone else. He was <laughs> dropping the name tags. We're going to be scrolling yeah. everyone. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, it's a good point. Did I read some article like last year where they're talking about trying to get more uh, people at TAFE if you're doing hairdressing? They have to learn more about black yeah, hair as so well. That was her. That was her. That was her. That, yeah, she did the oh, movement. Yeah, listen, okay. I told you, like I know celebrities out there. <laughs> you can start off with actually, that. Actually, her and then you. Oh my. I'm, Celebrities is a strong word. Brother, I'm in celebrity. the presence of like a celebrity here. I wow. wore like red carpet and everything today for him. As she, well. she did actually, but uh, a bit much. But celebrity is strong word. But I'll take I'll take the praise. Thank yeah, you, yeah. thank yeah, you, Tracy. You don't say I don't praise you. That's all I have to say. She but, doesn't praise me. <laughs> but my next question, which we're almost coming to an end, I promise. Um, we do this quite a bit. Like this is basically part three and part four. Part three and part four. I remember this. <laughs> So you point out that um, it's easier to date white people if they are from a shared colonial space or time. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I still hundred percent. Everyone yeah, knows no, it's me. it's very true, actually. Yeah, 100%. I think um, once you raised that point, I actually like had to reflect a bit, and I was like, yeah, I can see that, and mm. I understand that because essentially, it's funny. It's kind of like Stockholm syndrome, and it's that's because it's hey, like no, think about it. it. Think about it. <laughs> that's one version, but Br- I get where you're coming British from. British people, Stockholm like syndrome. yeah, like think about it because I have thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, it's harsh. It's <laughs> triggering me. That's why I'm having problems accepting. <laughs> To what extent is that more beneficial or harmful to the black man? Probably I'll say it's been a uh, harmful <laughs> is a strong word. I was going to say beneficial first because when you come from a shared, I would say heritage. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's being colonized by the British, if you want to call that heritage. So it's sort of like we had our own heritage. Imposed heritage. Got, imposed heritage. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say we had our own heritage. Syndrome. British came and imposed something on it. Mm-hmm. And Zambia and Zimbabwe, we had British rule for a long oh, ass time. Yeah, we're, we're for, essentially for, like. We always get teased about it. I don't know if people know this for everyone who's watching this, but you know, Zambia yeah, Zimbabwe, so true, more so Zimbabwe. Um, <laughs> We teased them because they were, were 
colonized for so long. So what that just means is that a lot of the English manners, classism, yeah. and even the colorism, all mm. those things got deeply ingrained in us. Mm, 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 you know, mm, that's mm. how... Don't, and like, I think one thing to also point out is there were rebe- rebellions that took place. Yes, exactly. Just so that we can make that place. Yeah, so so that so people we, don't think that it was... It was a peaceful was trans- a choice. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no. We were taken over. <laughs> then the poor negotiations. Yeah. Then they taught us all these things. Then we, we said, hey, we want to be independent. So like, no, 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 African man. Not yet. Mm. Not yet, old chap. Patience. And, exactly. Patience, old chap. <laughs> the queen says we're here to stay you know but then like they'll they stay too long ultimately mm-hmm. and we had to sort of almost fight them off that's yeah. why it was a fight for independence no one ever says yeah. it was a, a handshake for independence yeah. it was like you know the long kiss goodbye yeah. for independence it was, yeah. a, it was a fight for independence mm-hmm. we had to fight to get our own land back mm-hmm. and even then not everyone got good deals mm-hmm. um, so fast forward what that means is that when you come here I can see it why even like I remember Zimbabweans or Zambians we got along very well with Australians we still do yeah. A Zimbabwean who's been raised in a system there and Zambian who's been raised in the right of schooling and things you like that. You can assimilate quite well. Oh yeah, you come in mm-hmm. here, you speak similar English, mm-hmm. you read the same damn books yeah. in your literature classes. But you still get asked, oh, you speak English very well. Like, How long have you been in Australia for? Oh, listen, oh no, your school system is shit. Yeah. Zambia, I mean, that's why I say <laughs> now, where before, yeah. yeah, you felt very like, oh no, in Zambia, yeah. my school yeah. is this, yeah. you know. Because they take you on the offensive. You've never yeah. been asked those questions in your life. Honestly. You know, you, you have to, you like, have what, to what? learn. Yeah, yeah. It's like even watching racist movies, then you just never hear those things. You know, maybe my Microaggression is the word. That that term is yeah. so new because that was not the said in the two thousands. I was here, um, and I think it, it's it's beneficial only in the sense that you're so similar culturally or imposed culture, whatever you're in that, that it's easy to get along. So even the fact mm. that we have tea at five p.m., tea and biscuits. The fact mm. we drink lots of tea, Zambia, Zimbabwe. Mm. Yeah, we like tea even in this house. <laughs> Sorry, tea so, tra- yeah, we're tea connoisseurs. I've got so many different types of tea bags in my house. <laughs> And we say like, well, was Zambia's natural yeah. tea drinkers before the yeah. British? Well, I do like to say that like herbal teas, yes, because I'm actually oh, yeah, now yeah. more of a herbalist mm-hmm. when it comes to teas. You got no Earl Grey in this house. Huh? You got no Earl Grey in this house. Okay. Actually, breakfast no. tea. Like, listen, Rubus. you know what? I've got <laughs> the funny thing is I have um, I have. Oh, I'm ashamed to admit this. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm I'm fully unapologetically pleased to announce that I only have. When it comes to black tea, it's either mm. oolong, obviously that's more like um, um, Asian yeah. influence, or Yorkshire. Oh yeah, there we go. Yorkshire is Yorkshire. just honestly, it's good like, stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, but where did we learn it was good stuff from? You know, what I'm saying? we you know, know. <laughs> so, so I, I I made an informed choice that I am going to continue drinking the colonizers tea. There you go, colonizers yeah. tea. But know. then by the fact you drink the colonizers yeah. tea, it makes other. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I can't say, say, I was going to say, Koenad is comfortable. So if I, if I, if I, if I throw you someone and say like, oh, you drink Yorkshire tea too. That in itself, the simple thing. So the strongest one I always say is the language. English is like your biggest barrier in these places. And that's, it becomes a classist thing. Yeah. Where even back at home, the people who could speak English very well, Mm. we put them above people who couldn't. I think in Zimbabwe, you guys say, what's it? Gwash Zimbabweans. What's the word? Is that the term? Terminology? Gwash. You say that guy's gwash. Gwash. Okay, she's not Zimbabwean. Ah, anyway, sorry, hush. I just, I just, I know. Lord, Stab. I, is it, is it really coming for me? I came at you, but anyway, there's this term that we used to use my Zimbabwean friends. Okay, okay. It's very, it's derogatory essentially, yeah, but yeah, it was pretty yeah. much yeah. if you could speak English very well, enunciate, yeah. you know, know when you saw the word Q U A Y, it's key and not quay, you know. It's quay. And then even it's knowing quay. it's quay, and even <laughs> knowing what a key is, key is related to what boats, cars, or what you know. It was it, yeah, it that yeah, in yeah, itself put you up. We we put it above. Yeah, so yeah, when you come here. And you're able to speak English on that level mm. and quite confidently and, you know, fluently, mm. boom, that's mm. already one barrier. 
cultural similarities mm. with us. The, we watched all, all of us heard BBC World Service. Some of us grew up David Attenborough documentaries. I mean, that's a universal thing, but yeah. it love that BBC in greenness. Yeah. We came here. Yeah, you have yeah. a similar. Someone said we had similar backgrounds. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, we grew up watching bananas and pajamas in yeah. in Zambia. Yeah, exactly. And then I didn't know that was an Australia yeah. thing. I come here, yeah. I was like, you grew up watching that too? And I'm like, yeah, B1, B2. Yeah, already know, have I'm good friends there. There's a lot of like Australian influence. Mm-hmm. Like, in, yeah, but then it makes sense like Commonwealth. Yeah. So yeah. when you come here, you can easily mm-hmm. jump that. Oh, you're different from me, yeah. mm-hmm. but because you sound like me. So I guess the trick is we sound more like them than they sound like us. Yes. That's why they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, sure. So that in itself, that's what makes it easier. Mm. But then by doing that, when you come here, sometimes this place encourages you to become more so like Australians, yeah. white Australian to sort of yeah, yeah. fit in. That's where I think the disadvantages come in. Yeah. You start really pushing that side of things. Yeah. And it's so hard to see the line. Density, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it becomes blurred pretty quickly too. So... Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. So you think harmful is more of a strong word to use to describe um, that Stockholm syndrome, like that? Was, yeah, because listen, a lot of us have grown up in that Westernized <laughs> thing. So yeah, what can we do yeah. about it? You know? Yeah, it's true. So we come yeah. here and then we get told that ah, you guys, because yeah. I've got I've got that my whole life. Like mm. ah, you the colonizers really got you. you know? <laughs> People that narrative that man, they really and it's deep and we, we joke to each other but that stuff really gets gets me deep no I'm for real I'm like you know it's, it's where people tell you it's almost like saying that you're Zambian but you're not Zambian Zambian you know and this is what your own people telling you by the way I should say that so you know that whole coconut thing and it's true yeah, I, yeah, I watched yeah. way too much MTV oh read too much gosh. sci-fi yeah, didn't yeah. know anything about Zambia culture yeah. for a long but time but then again that's a that's a categorizing and making you as a black man one dimensional so that's already another mm, topic yes. in itself because again we are well like again Blackness, yes, is a construct, but yeah. again, within blackness, we are all like we've got our own diversity there. Oof, like, and that's something that really needs to be um, accepted and highlighted. What really. do we say that we say that? What's that phrase that we use that uh, um, black people are not uh, monolith. a monolith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. monolithic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like we should break that down and say it to more people because sometimes it said, gets said so much. People are like, yeah. oh, I know you guys are different. Like, no, focus. Yeah. You really yeah. think we it really are really, yeah. thought of? So, like, honestly, like, and this is why I think I harp on so much. Even my first um, episode was about identity. Mm. And part of that was obviously, like, shedding a light into the journey it took for me to assume this identity. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank my mother. Good, good <laughs> but call, yeah, black woman. But yeah, of course, yeah. But um, shedding, yeah, like, trying to sort of, like, just coming into who I am now as a mm. black woman first. I, I definitely identify as a black woman first. But then within that in itself, that identity that I've carved for myself, I know that like I'm so quirky. Like I'm so like mm. I'm so unique and I'm so like it, individual, like individualistic, mm-hmm. but not with a negative connotation that people usually think that is very uh, about self-serving or that is very much about, I suppose, being obnoxious. I'm not like that. Yeah. But I'm more so like, again... I try to encourage authenticity within myself. So yeah. I will never conform. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm a big individualistic person. Like, mm. Definitely. So that's what we mean when we talk about, like, obviously enabling any person who's black to actually have their own identity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and we that's don't a- want, yeah, we do not want people to feel like they have to, I suppose, be befitting to a stereotype which mm-hmm. is usually like you said either thuggish as a black man yeah thuggish, or thuggish bone. suave <laughs> suave cool yeah. gentleman exactly Morris yeah. chestnut types yeah oh don't even talk about Morris <laughs> <laughs> actually so I'm watching old movies right now and I'm just like 
I love watching black old movies, but mm. it's quite problematic. They're but, very problematic. A lot of them. I, I love watching because I'm like some of like the men. Oh, like yeah, the dreamy African yeah. black men, so African yeah. black men, it's like Americans. Just like, what, what, like what's happening? Where really? are these men? Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> even those men are not that great. <laughs> no, <they're> not. <laughs> like honestly, like I purposely stay away from like knowing celebrity like ins and outs because I'm like, yeah, yeah I think you might be trash. That's yeah, I know. know. <laughs> but then also we we we. But he's been married to his wife for a while, so. Something like okay, so I'm not gonna say it, but uh, how we, we I think we have so much grace for other white celebrities who do lots of hella trash things. No. Yeah, Johnny Depp, to his other. No, we, we, I stay shaming him. Yes, keep keep shaming, keep shaming, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like we, we, and that's the thing I think with also the um, the black excellence movement or just promoting ourselves, we want to promote only the good mm-hmm. instead of promoting also some of the bad. And I think when we get comfortable showing how good and amazing and diverse we are as people, yeah, that's good, but also showing the inherent problems we have like mm. domestic violence drug and alcohol problems yeah. cultural stigmas and things like Don't that I think we see too much of that though like well we see it no more but let's we, we have the narrative sorry not the oh, narrative yes. being given by oh, other okay, things sorry yeah, yeah. we we still address it because if we're addressing it when we in our community talk about the positive of the black community it's yeah. good for the white people and non-black yeah. people as well as black mm-hmm. people if we also talk and then if we take that narrative what's negative like why do we have some yeah. people who are whatever you know yeah but i almost feel like black excellence emerged more so to counter the negative depiction that was always represented for black people though yes because that's that's the thing where it's like I, I can't remember like i can't remember when black excellence hashtag black excellence came into play but like i think prior to that everything that we were seeing was generally negative like what that's why i stopped watching the news because oh yeah it's service i don't know like the news yeah like um, australian media so to speak or any mainstream media because i'm like the way that like it was representing Mm -hmm. black people like i I just wrote an article about it back in the day especially around um you're gonna share it this one day of course it's 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 on my um the blog that i haven't touched for years oh okay just (laughs) the link but yeah essentially like it's one of those uh, it was titled um Oh, what was it like um, they too. they are making us look bad ah, because again we, we, we bad. then internalize all of the the messages that we're getting from the mainstream media but like us black people um committed crime for example um being thuggish and like yeah yeah so we internalize that and then start portraying or actually projecting that stereotype onto our own people and then actually being like every time we see someone on the news that may have again wrongfully like case in point the um the covid case with the two girls this year. oh man that yeah. was the worst because you you had oh. some people i could not actually believe oh. some black people were actually like in favor of the like the the defamation that was um, being held at these girls because it was like one of those things where it's like no in this case you really should know this is blatant racism that's actually I... happening and in that sense they were coming from a point of they should have just followed the rules they're making us look bad again so oh yeah love us we, we have that, that internalized inter- process again and it's just oh even the sudanese the whole sudanese gangs yeah, rhetoric yeah because i was gonna say we yeah. already know that there's all that yeah. hyped but the yeah. thing I, I remember because we had a chat with a lot of black psychiatrists mm-hmm. and we spoke about why don't we talk about the highlight of the trauma we have from refugees who come here yeah it's harder for them to adjust they come with their own yeah, mental illness yeah own difficult ways to survive like people just wake up one day and say i'm going to start robbing causing chaos or vandalizing that's not that's not the normal 
trajectory of most people in life. But at the same time, we're also in the black community. We had very little grace. So when I used to go to Melbourne, I remember we'd be working on some guys and it's like non-Sudanese guys, obviously, and say like, ah, oh, we can't go to that club, man, the Sudanese. Or, man, we better get in there before the Sudanese yeah. guys get there because then they start... And it's true, we'd go to the clubs and then it's like the bouncer would be like, sorry guys, not your night. Even though there was no real reason, like we dressed okay and it's just us, these Sudanese guys. And then I remember the rhetoric was, ah, these Sudanese guys are really cute for us. Yeah. You know, and that's so like... They're being socialized again. Yeah. Like there's a whole, like again it's being normalized that um well not even normalized they're, na- they're now profiling like mm. um sudanese people to say that oh, like 100%. you are violent therefore we cannot allow you into these spaces which is so discriminatory oh. like wow going to melbourne as a black person after that reporting mm-hmm. was done was just horrible i remember i had for the worst experiences of being in melbourne mm. after that time because you could feel the people were it's funny, like, then you realize, like, oh, yeah, this racial bias and racism is still alive and kicking. You know, yeah, not that it ever left. <laughs> but I think sometimes you fool yourself yeah. because you get to yeah, protect you really yourself do. in good circles. Yeah, yeah. You, Which is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why, the, remember, I've prefaced this a few times that, like, I live in a bubble because I only surround oh, yeah. myself with, like, the, like, the, I suppose, the comforts and the, like, reassurance that I need. And, again, the positive messages that I require, like rather than actually sort of like, I used to for fun, used to try to expose myself to for fun, <laughs> to bigotry. Like, to, okay, fine, okay. Fine, fine, you say fine. that again. No, Sorry, no, no, okay, maybe not music. for fun. No, I think I'm going with the first thing you said. But, but go ahead. Go but ahead. to actually reality check myself again, I used Eesh. to actually do it because I was like, I am like in such a good place. Let me just go see. It's like almost testing the weather. Like I haven't gone outside today. I'm just gonna go. Put, dip, like dip my toe outside just to see, see what the is casual racism is happening yeah, just in I'm not, case I'm not actually looking I'm, like, I'm just gonna use my body part to test what the weather is like mm. from like open a door just put my hand down that kind of thing yeah. that's literally what I was doing and I was like you know what it's yeah, I don't need to do that. I, I know it, it's still the same. Like, you know, I don't and really need And then I think, you know, I remember one person told me when I said something similar to them and they were like, that's also a certain type of privilege because some person was saying yeah. like, ah, you, you get a chance to be in a, in a community yes. wave with this and that yeah, way. You don't wait. Some days you can be like, yeah, being black is just like a normal Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. That's like such a privileged thing. Look at me like, that's what you're telling me because his, his, his version of that was... You know what? Though, yeah. Even though I said that, like, I just back... I'll backtrack a bit because I, I realized technically you can... You could live in a bubble, yes, but you can never remove yourself from the bubble because, sorry, from actual reality. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Think about our workspaces. Yeah, I'll oh. tell you. Like I started a new, like sort of um, new position, and not long into it, someone touched my hair. Uh-uh. <laughs> and it's like Just, I have, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they I mean, touched. They actually did you slap someone? Yeah, it lo- I, I looked like I literally like snatched my hair away, and I was like, what? Like, but white, it's white one woman, of those right? things. Like, yeah, of course. Just checking. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where. I just realized I'm like, ah, oh, now I have to like fucking train these people again. Again, like, yeah. yeah. So it's it's and it's not like again, it shouldn't be on me. Like it's like no. just personal space. We're in a workspace. Like why would and we work in mental health. I know. Why right? in the think... hell would you even like try to touch someone exactly that you do not know that you've just met for like for the first time? Mm. And they're like, oh, the color is amazing. I'm like, yeah, I know it is, but yeah. like you don't have to touch it. You can observe with your eyes. So it's just like petting zoo scenarios, you know? yeah. it really does. Wrote an article on that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> this blog. Let me find it. Too. Blog spot. Why are you using old oh, mediums? I can't find it. <laughs> no, it's on my action. Like a blog for myself. It's on my um, link tree. So just in my bio. Oh, in your bio. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I will definitely. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I'm going to look for yeah. this. These were conversational like pieces, really. Oh. So opinion pieces. This, I, I'm always happy yeah. to hear your yeah. opinion pieces. <laughs> this, is it on yours or black mentality? Uh... I think I'm both, actually. It might hey, be on both, yeah. Let's go check this link tree oh, life. Yeah, I'm and pretty it, sure. <laughs> you know, if it's continuing the thing, I'm just like loving it. But yeah, it. it's... Yeah. Oh, blog, it's just, yeah, here it is. You really... 
cannot remove yourself from reality. It's, it's, mm. But then I suppose my buffer for me is the bubble I've created for myself, mm. which is a safe space at home, yeah. safe space with my friends and family, and safe space within myself. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I was telling my friend, I think that's the, the right word, safe spaces, right? Because mm-hmm. in this country or in a place where you're a minority, it's hard enough to change the whole system. Oh. That would take decades. But it's yeah. it's something to work towards being a safe space. Mm. I had a friend who had a really good job. Him and his wife had really good job out mm. regionally. Mm. But the amount of racism they're experiencing, they got used to it because like a certain level of racism you can live with and like, okay, they're not trying to come with pictures to kill me. That's okay. Can you imagine? We have to, that's, our, that's our benchmark. Like no one's coming to kill me. I can stay here. Um, but then when they had a child and mm. something happened to that kid or the kid was sort of threatened racially, mm. uh, they were like, we can't raise our kid in this Yeah, no, Because it really shook the kid mm-hmm. up. And the kid, it was too hard to explain to his seven-year-old oh, what's happening. Man. I mean, they explained something to him, but you could see he's, not, he's seven-year-old. You, yeah. Why are you trying to explain? So then they said, you know what? We have to leave this place yeah. and go find a safe place in a bigger city. So mm. they end up moving to Brisbane, I believe, is where they're moving to. Yeah. But, but then I remember thinking, like, yeah, so you won't escape it even in Brisbane, but yeah. definitely you, you find a bigger community because yeah. you came from yeah. a certain country. Yeah, the, that buffer. Was, the buffer. Yeah, the buffer. The buffer's... Yeah. You should get as big as you possibly can, yeah. even if it means like you're gonna change city, yeah. you're gonna change neighborhood. Imagine like we're we're out here busy talking about like buffering ourselves from the realities of the world. When it's like can't can't you just like it's like you would just think like institutions would be like hey maybe we've given these people who are actually victims, not us, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Like maybe we'll just give them slack and actually stop doing what we do to them, right? That's the like, dream. <laughs> I'm just like sometimes I actually really like I can't fathom that the fact that we're having these conversations like mm. how do we create safe spaces like so we're going yeah, to war you know yeah it's like, like hey where's like, your safe space yeah. come to Sydney oh, western suburbs southwest me. Sydney we yeah. got you <laughs> seriously yeah it really is southwestern Sydney Thank yeah southwest I, 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 I said western, western. south oh, okay. uh, uh, listen I'm a power boy actually that's a big lie yeah uh, but I, I I live there for tell a them, bit tell them where you are now tell them where you are I don't want people to come stalk me no, no one. In the west. general, the general <laughs> area. Actually, not even inner west. You're like inner, inner, inner west. Like right at the brink of the city. <laughs> that is quite accurate. Uh, I like to say I like living close to public yeah. transport. I guess we to work on time. Yeah. And uh, he's trying to like make it seem like he's still within the west, but it's. Oh no! I never. I never tried to pretend that. Uh, listen, everyone where I'm at, everyone has a dog, has keto diet, and intermittent fasting. Oh, they all look glamorous. They got botox injections. Keto has also come and out here. <laughs> Listen, listen, I don't want to go into <laughs> Not it. to the same level, I'm sure. You got me stuttering. I can't, even, I can't even go on. Well, let's wrap this up because I have a few more questions just about the future and how it will look like. Oh, yes, please. Black men and black women's relationships. Yes, we're back. <laughs> I'm reading my own question. And I'm like, really? Why did I ever write this? Because I'm like, I kind of know the answer. <laughs> okay. Are black men ready to have the honest conversations that you propose? That yes, they are. Have? Yes, they are. I think it's the way we're yes, going about are. it might not yield the results we want. So I think we do have to try different approaches. Okay. What okay? different approach? Okay. So when people say that, what we're trying to say is, uh, black men ready to have come have these difficult discussions about our black men black women relationships mm-hmm. or just community welfare and self care, self love, like these these very difficult, critical mm-hmm. topics where. Yeah. I think even with the way they're phrased, we're coming in as the bad guys. That's yeah. how they're always phrased. It's very rarely we're going to. I was just going to say, can we reframe the the word the word difficult to actually saying needed or much like you know like very. You can say whatever you want in terms no, of the word. I, I but know. Then... The only reason why I'm saying that, like to start reframing, uh, will maybe help. 
people start like looking at it in a different light just like more so in the sense like if you if we're if we continue talking about difficult difficult like you mm. might actually sort of put a barrier yeah it does it does because it's like oh i'm about so to have maybe, a difficult discussion yeah, with black women again <laughs> yeah so maybe if we actually um reframe it to a conversation that's um I suppose a necessary conversation, yeah, a, a worthwhile conversation. Just I suppose a um, personal development conversation. Yeah, you almost have to say that because yeah. I think for, for men we're very transactional. So yeah, if you say yeah. like very vague kumbaya-ish type yeah. things, statements, we just dodge it. Yeah. We won't come. Yeah. But let's say if we talked about how to have mm. fulfilling relationships, mm-hmm. if you just make it as general as that, because mm. when we start saying black men, black women, even if we say that tone. Us as black men already know who's going to be criticized <laughs> yeah. the most. Uh, uh, who's because uh, people got lists. I've seen these things. I've, I've got a few of these type of discussions where they're like, Xavier, yeah. can you explain your your brothers? I'm like, mm. my brothers. I mean, you mean like my <laughs> my real blood brother or my my brother as in yeah, yeah, <laughs> in race? Yeah, yeah. And, but it always feels like a personal attack. Mm. And I think a lot of just anyone who didn't come to us, not even just black men. Yeah. If you if you say, hey, we're having an open discussion, mm. we're going to criticize you more than us. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not. I'm not. I'm not saying that's what will happen. Yeah. But even every guy knows if I go there, that's what will happen. Yeah. That's the problem. So I do think what we do need to do first is, yeah. as black men, having those conversations amongst ourselves mm-hmm. and figure out where we sit on it. Yeah. Where do we sit before we come into yeah. the table? Yeah. Have we made up our mind or our stances? Then come yeah. to talk to you with something more concrete. Yeah. yeah. Then we can sort of do the. I was going to say the argy bargy. I've been here too long. I was going to then we can do the back and forth, the banter. <laughs> yeah. Um. And actually, then just flesh it out. What does it look like? Because I think then there's a chance for more change. And the fact yeah. that I see more and more people having this discussion. More men want to know. It's just that we like talking amongst each other. Yeah. And I'm just very fortunate I moved between many different types of mm. black male groups. Okay, that's but good. They might say it in a different way, mm. but they, they, they won't want the same thing. So if I meet my okay, professional so black men... a particular theme, but like at least make it as non-confrontational as possible. Just yeah. These wussies, but okay. So it's what, sorry? <laughs> say it again? Say it again? Nothing, huh? Hey. Sorry, toxic masculinity. See, that's why we're not coming to that conversation. It's if Tracy says, after we hear your podcast, no, no, hear this. after we hear your podcast, then you say, hey guys, Tracy's sponsoring a Every Man Gum Channel. Even we know, we're going to no, be like, I'm joking, clearly. She's no, rolling her eyes so hard here, people. She's not joking. No, no, I actually am joking. But at the same time, I, I, I do mean what I say in that I'm not canoodling. Um, you don't have to. Like the reason being is, is like, are we not all grown ups? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> your your stated age, I'm sure, and your whatever's written on your driver's license. Thirty five. Has, <laughs> has has deemed you to be an adult in this in this society. So therefore, you are an adult, even though your emotional maturity or intellectual capacity might not be. Either way, not not you. I didn't say you. But Xavier. then you were talking about other guys. But even then, you become like other people. It's like not you, Xavier, but the other black men. You know what I'm talking about. Already, that's no, no, problem. If the shoe fits. Hey. <laughs> Guys, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no legit. They're like, um, obviously, we want open conversations. Like, this is literally like, you know, I've told you this. The banter that I have, like, it's what did Snarky. you call me? The oh sn- no, um, what did I say? Sarcasm? Um, like, was it like uh, yeah, the, shade that I? Yeah, shade throwing. Yeah, shade throwing. <laughs> the shade queen throwing. of sarcasm. Yeah, it's essentially again like it's it's not meant to be like it's personal. It's hard to really tell from it. this side of the table. Hard to, <laughs> but hard to tell. Just that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that like open conversations. Like when it comes down to it, though, I'm mm. actually willing to listen to people and. 
I'm not well placed to actually have or facilitate this conversation. Hence, needing someone like you in the community where you can actually be the person yeah. to. I don't know if you need to lead that discussion. Yeah, that's yeah. something I'm thinking about. So I do think we do need to lead a discussion within just all black male groups yeah. first. I yeah. really do think yeah. so. We have to make our own really silos because yeah. a lot of black women also came to those dis- yeah. these yeah. same discussions now in groups. You yeah. can own black women silos, exactly. which are very supportive. Yeah. Safe spaces. And, yeah. yeah, safe spaces. Yeah. And I think for us, what well, men have always had those, but we've. There's certain topics where maybe we've shied away mm. from or not mm. prioritized. Mm. And not all of us, because like I said, there's some healthy guys. Yeah. I, I meet so many different types of black guys who one always talks to me about relationship things, one person's mm. marriage I really respect. So I do yeah. ask him, and he tells me the truth. Like, yeah, yeah man, it was a three month period just back there. It was like, was 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 tough, man. Yeah, that, uh, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, and I like that sort of honesty we have. But then imagine having all those in one room. So yeah. even like, I remember I was talking to um, a one of my friends, she's a Australian Nigerian filmmaker, mm. and she was talking about an actress as well, yeah. oh, screenwriter. Yes. She's got a lot. Of Ibube, we shout out. Can't wait but to see your content. I know. So yeah. Well, she she directed um Black, Black Boy Magic, Magic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. sequel. So don't forget, yeah. Yeah, don't forget her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that came out is we're having this discussion. She asked me how do we engage Black men or young Black men to projects about community and mm-hmm. uplifting and building, and it's interesting because part of it comes out as if maybe we seem like we don't care, but we do care, mm-hmm. but we just communicate in different ways, and our priorities. You know, we, I think sometimes we have made up our minds on what we think we want to help out as before we come to the table of doing a joint enterprise. Yeah. So it, something she did mention is that her dad had a very interesting take on what we're talking about. I had an interesting take. Mm-hmm. And even some of the younger men she knows in the young mm-hmm. in the 20s. And she was thinking like, you guys need to all be in a room together. And it's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, and do because more. Because you have like definitely like knowledge exchange, information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And we're, we're very open to each other when mm-hmm. someone talks, depending mm-hmm. where you're standing. So mm-hmm. for me it's quite easier to lead vulnerability type discussions because yeah. of the work I do. It's, yeah. This guy's yeah. going to be a psychiatrist. Yeah. So if, if, if I'm going to be emo to you know, open up emotionally, this yeah. is the guy who actually will take me seriously. Yeah, 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 and people yeah. tell me some things and they start off always joking. Yeah, yeah. So it's always like sad jokes like, yeah, you know, I used to <laughs> I used to drink a, a bit, but you know, who doesn't, man? You know how it is. And I'm just like, are you still worried about drinking now? Like, yeah, yeah actually I am actually. Yeah. <laughs> it gets very serious. Yeah. But it's always jokey because it's just yeah. not a normal thing we tap yeah. into. So you use humor in a sense to start up the conversation. Yeah. So, for a long time before you have to get serious I find them yeah. jokes for too long so actually so would like would an advice like let's say for people thinking out there like black men for example thinking about a way to breach these topics or subjects in their group chats would it be like maybe even having memes that relate to certain topics and being like <sighs> thoughts dudes let me know like I don't think we're there yet for the nuance of that because I think even memes no no because our memes get very bad though. they get humorous but we also our, our memes are very anti-vulnerability memes you know, can you imagine a nuanced black uh, meme for black men and mental health or vulnerability discussion? I mean, obviously, you start off with a low intensity setting. Oh, no, some people don't start with that. Some people start with like, you know, depressions for white people. Ha ha ha. That's where we're starting off from. Well, I suppose because you then, um, obviously, whoever is the voice of reason in that group, mm-hmm. um, could they perhaps then be like, oh, that's actually an interesting topic. Why did you say that, Tom? Or why did you say that comment? Why when you say like that, no one wants to talk like that. <laughs> Obviously, you're not talking to enough black men. I don't I was like, clearly not. No, like, it shows. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think we almost have to start like, okay, we're forget going, the memes. We're going, Tom. How many Caribbean black men are you running with? Okay, listen, maybe you know more guys with the patois and you're talking about patois, but you know, I was like, for a lot of them, humor is just that intro into it, but yeah. then I make sure we ground it in something very solid very quickly. Okay. I find humor... It is used as a it's, yeah. a, it's a mature coping mechanism, yeah, yeah, but it still yeah. is just that a coping, yeah. a defense mechanism, right? Yeah. And it's something where 
it gets good, but then I make sure you ground it back. So someone comes and jokes about that drinking or cocaine mm-hmm. use or that depression. I'm like, yeah, let's start off jokey because it's a very difficult yeah, discussion. Yeah. The fact you haven't opened up to me, I'm very impressed. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, I'm always giving people kudos. Like, hey, thanks for actually. Okay, good. Yeah, I always yeah, think anyway, if someone tells me, oh, I'm thinking of going to therapy, I'm like, congratulations, I haven't gone yet. But the fact you're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you're talking to me now, you're trying to make steps yeah, towards yeah. that. So for me, I'm always like, I'm trying to get you over the line. So I can't yeah. say that, ooh, therapy, ooh. I'm always like, no, I say, therapy, congrats. And, they, yeah. and because like, so a lot of these guys, we all like that uh, positive affirmations. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, do you know who's a real man? A man who goes to therapy. It's like, yeah, really, Xavier? Yeah. Hey, even those guys, you talk about these big guys who have gone to therapy, or Mike Tyson's, all these guys, Kobe's, yeah, big yeah. people have gone to therapy. So find people that can relate to and yeah. stroke their egos. Yes, but that's how you have to get them through the door. If you can get them through the door, then they do the work. No, no, that's, that's how it works. Fine. I think you have to start off somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then I think you mentioned at some point that like you do want to make sure that you also ascertain what their beliefs about therapy are so that yes. like, they don't have a wrong idea that like I'll be fixed when I go oh, yeah. there or uh, they'll give me answers or it's going to be like motivation like uh, what's it, some guy told me is it like Tony Robbins yeah, and I was like, like life coach, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no not, not really I didn't even try to yeah. say well, it you can like get that. like if you want the lower level stuff yeah like definitely health, um, health coaching um, mm. um, motivational coaches I think that's what oh yeah called. those are good there but are then things, yeah. if you're, the is like, like I said usually like we mentioned with the medications argument when people are coming to me oh, yeah, they should have been talking to a therapist so I always have to make sure my lens is always when people are coming to me they're coming quite late yeah yeah so you might have like my brother, he, motivational coach is maybe later down the road when you're a bit less depressed cool. and suicidal. Let's go. Oh, okay. There. Okay. So you're, you're talking about like someone who's got a bit of a higher acuity at that stage. So yeah. Usually, like, or usually, yeah, or usually what they need is something very structured like yeah. CBT. Oh, they okay, they yeah, don't yeah. need this motivational yeah, thing because yeah, yeah. that stuff can drag out and some people take advantage yeah. of people. Like some of it is positive. Just talking about your issues on a regular basis yeah. does contain it. And yeah, people do get so. better just by having... Yeah regulated chats where yeah. you're paying someone and you feel like oh I'm paying them for this yeah. I think motivational because coaches because sounding board as well in a yeah. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and for some people they go and they, they like it but I've mm. noticed when they go down that route then they invariably come back because it's like very it touches it's a shallow type mm. of frame you know mm-hmm. so sometimes they come back like yeah it was good but I went back to see that person three times but I just think I need something more that's mm. what people always come to me something more mm. so when I see people like oh let's get you something structured maybe CBT you need mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. uh, you know cognitive behavior therapy mm-hmm. and then some people after that like need something more and start saying things like I don't know why maybe it's my childhood or my father this mm-hmm. or what's, what's my life that's causing okay. me to behave this way. Then I start thinking, oh, yeah. do you need oh, so a psychodynamic? Really analyzing their life then. Yeah, like, but, but after many times, I guess if yeah. they come back to me, we're always trying to build yeah. upon what I, I give yeah. them also information to go read. I give people, yeah. I love giving people homework. No, Everyone knows no, me. It's like, very true because like, you, a one hour session is not going to do anything no. for you. The work is literally when you're at home by yourself. Yeah. And some people, they, I'm always surprised. Some people read the stuff I give them two years later and they come back and say, see, that thing gave me two years. I've forgotten about this conversation. I'm like, no, so I, I like went it. to see the side doctor and I started antidepressants. interviewing one yeah, you, you know, I did the addiction, psycho, yeah, psychiatry, exactly, were big yeah. motivational interviewers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so you do plant the seeds. And mm. I think that's, and recognizing that for yeah, them, it'd yeah. probably be, um, like I guess I do addiction. So it's like they, yeah. they relapse, they'll be sober, yeah, relapse, yeah, sober. Yeah. So the guy will get on yeah, to therapy, be good. Then he's like, oh, I'm fixed. He goes off, he crashes. And I think giving people that empathetic space where, mm. hey, I really hope you go and things get yeah. well for you. But if they don't, there's still more options and different things to try mm. and different therapies. Yeah. And we just need to keep working to keeping you safe. Yes, very yeah. true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think um, it's a one more question. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> um, oh, well, this is quite pertinent to what we're talking about. So I know black men are catching up, as you put it. Mm, we are, actually. <laughs> But what are the chances that their awakening will prompt more respect, love, and care for black women? Oh, well, the chances very high, very high. Because, like, you know, I, I do, you know, what I mean, it's. Do you think that like there's a there's an association to I suppose 
self-love, personal development, and how they will relate to black women, specifically. Yeah, a lot of them, I think I've done say the majority do like black women, or love black women, so like, love black women. Because mm. uh, if you think about it, most of us are having relationships with our own race, really, mm. across all races. Yeah, true, so right? we always forget that, we make it sound as if, oh my God, it's like, you know, it's just within yeah. our bubble of influence and the people we know, yeah, we're yeah. thinking that a lot of us are not dating each other. Well, or have. I think the main issue is usually how the, the higher up the ladder of success you climb. Oh yeah. That's where we start seeing more things. Branch it off. Branching off, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I think that's where the conversation is always. Yeah, I mean, we give that too much space, to be honest. I yeah. feel, I wish we'd have more talk about just yeah, amongst our community, the black yeah. community. And mm. if people are off doing their dating white people, they don't like black people. Let them do that thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how we're trying to fight to bring them back in the fold. Yeah. But I think we should open open people the chance, offer people the chance to explore some of these complex ideas. That way, they might realize that they actually have got a very toxic viewpoint of themselves or the yeah. community, yeah. and that might be leading the reasons why they are in these other relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by saying that, is I think when you do anytime you let someone become more aware of what mm-hmm. drives them their deficits and help them build along any of these things we talk mm. about communication yeah. emotional availability or vulnerability mm. or emotional intelligence mm. whatever you want to put it in mm. there anytime you develop someone's skill in that mm. it and give them that space to be self-reflective mm. we don't allow that as well yeah. so a lot of men will go 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 yeah. not just black men but men but black men is, we like that progress step yeah. one equals step two yeah. <laughs> and a lot of black women always notice that their men stop start suffering when they don't get that promotion they want or yeah. if they're failing that yeah, yeah. critical exam that's going to get them that promotional yeah. bonus yeah. that's why black women see these guys really crook i remember the number of times i talk to guys who tell me the saddest moments of their life is exams that failed and i'm like oh not when your mom died <laughs> you know not that we need to make things that but the thing that comes first is man i've got no doubt these people have these other sad <laughs> memories but sometimes it's interesting how many yeah. of them jump straight to yeah. i missed this promotion yeah. man i was this close to this and it's these materialistic goals which I think for us are easier to talk about and conceptualize and be sad over because we ignore so much of our own emotions and we're sort of like living two separate lives. Mm. I always joke, like this is a sad joke, but I always say that it's always the mistress who knows what the the real emotional depth of a black man is. So if any of you have been a mistress to a black man, you probably know the situation there. It's a sad, sad breaks, you know, but ultimately you also get discarded because in, in, in his mind you might not be a real person mm-hmm. for a future thing yeah you know? so it's a very catch too, and I think that's why they actually can ex- can talk to you yeah. so this black guys can also talk to therapists because I'm paying you for your silence yeah or you know it's like well, they know that if you <laughs> you can't tell people that's a mistress does you know you can't just go and tell people this what you're hearing in the streets mm-hmm. I mean some people do but it's mm-hmm. like it's this implicit thing that I will tell you these things because I know you can't release this information wow. and I think that always gets me but I, I do think it's, I'm not saying that's the only thing that's, that's a whole other topic in itself like Oof. I suppose like infidelity and so because again it, like I, we've had this conversation in the past where it's like I guess why do people need to hide the fact that they they might want polygamy or a polyamorous relationship rather than you know like actually trying to force monogamy onto yeah. themselves yeah it's like just be honest isn't it? <laughs> do I think I, I don't even think they want polygamy I think they yeah. just don't want to get married but yeah. who's supposed to say that so the commitment phobes essentially is that what you're saying no no yeah. <laughs> no because I guess even like okay, no, no, me... polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. don't have to be in the, in the guise of like marriage so yeah. you can be like yeah you can have multiple like people that you're in a relationship with but again it's about the honesty aspect which yes. is what always lacks it's like for some reason People do not want to be honest. Obviously, we know that there's also because that's also because like there's backlash from yeah, there's a the, stigma to that. There's a stigma to yeah. it. And then also, women might not want to be part of that as well. Like mm-hmm. if the if the guy is quite open and honest, yeah. but I'm pretty sure 
if you hang around different type of people, mm-hmm. you will like. I'm sure, like, you find like-minded people. Like, if you actually are being honest, yeah. That's true. Mm. I think you know, definitely, you might be on something there. Mm. I think the bigger thing is some people don't want to admit they don't want to be married or they don't want to have kids. Yeah. That's a harder thing because, like, like the, 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 the 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 blueprint of a successful black man is yeah. a you're so got a good education. Yeah. You're good with your wife. You've got kids. Yeah. You've got this good job, prospects, good neighborhood you can provide, yeah. and you mm. you're altruistic to your community. Yeah. You got a Rotary Club or Lions yeah. Club. You indulge you there. You play golf with your friends. Yeah, this is very machismo. Like describing someone. Like hey, listen, hey, that was my dream. I had this whole plan by 35. I was yeah. supposed to be sorted. Yeah. After I should be, I have my I had my second kid by now, and I've yeah. stopped there. Oh, okay. So about the spare kid, I thought oh, myself. Yeah, everyone needs a spare kid. Just don't have. Don't be doing this single kid business. Uh, I mean, having said that, don't bring kids in the world you don't need. But um. <laughs> But hashtag, don't give sport only child situation. So get a spare kid. So, so that was always the joke we said. Get a spare kid just in case one dies or whatever. Oh you don't you know? I, I have never heard that, but that's like really. Funny. Yeah, oh, maybe just shows where I was. I was raised. It was dark. So funny. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. But, okay. but yeah, to answer your question, I think it's. it's it, it, I think a lot of guys would be so free if they could just say, you know what, I don't want to get married because mm. I do not know what a healthy marriage looks like. Very true. And I find it so hard to just have a normal relationship. Mm-hmm. And and you know something, no one's to say that you need to have this self growth and whatever so you can find yeah. long term relationships. Yeah. Maybe you just don't because in your mind you're like, listen, dude, I've looked at the stats. My parents, my uncles, and even my friends, they've got so many long term marriages yeah. that I do not envy and do not want. Yeah. But I'm gonna marry because that's what's expected of me and makes yeah. me look better in the eyes of everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's so if tough. we give people more grace, yeah. yeah. So even like, yeah, you know, it's like, do, do we accept a if a black man came and said that? Mm. I have a feeling that he wouldn't be taken as serious in the community. He's like, mm, why come you don't get married? What's what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's right. So you just want to play the yeah. field. Let's do that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, playboy. Yeah, trust. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, I do get like no. A struggle is a struggle. A struggle is a struggle. Thank you. Oh, look at you. Yeah, to hold your tongue. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tracy. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see your face when you do this record. Yeah, like, I'm literally a just acknowledging. A homie. <laughs> I'm acknowledging. You know what? what I, th- thank you for, for yeah. holding your tongue. Yeah, thank you. because again... Like, a struggle is a struggle. Yeah, yeah struggle is a struggle. And I understand that like men are facing like like stuff issues. Like when it comes to like, you mm. know, being stigmatized in the community for not wanting to mm. settle down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, across the board, we're stigmatized yeah. so many things how we look, how we dress, our ambition, oh, lack thereof, yeah, yeah. health issues, mental health. Like, yeah. you can list if you say black men and any outcome, the yeah. outcomes are bad <laughs> for health, yes. for, for anything. Yeah. You could yeah. put like job prospects, if just put anything for next sure. to black men. Yeah. Uh, there are very few things. Then it's like, oh, but you guys come rappers. How many become failed rappers? Exactly. The famous yeah. rappers are very small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. No, but. No, I think um, we've really gone around the world and come back to sort of understanding that. You know what? Black love exists. I think mm. that's the main um, question. Very much it does. Very much exists. And uh, we should actually be having more conversations around role models. Like yes. in terms of... Um, like rather than, I suppose, like focusing on the interracial that's actually dating that's happening. Yeah. Which is only on a smaller scale. Yeah, small, like small scale. Else. Yeah. So full circle, we know black love exists. Mm-hmm. We both champion it. Yes, um, we do. And I think... Yeah, we'll leave it there. Did you have any final things to say? Because we've already covered the mental health tips, really. Um, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. If it's, I was just saying stories here. You know, yeah. Zambia's a big no, storyteller. So. Yeah, Let's. great. And I'm glad you picked up. Remember, you reframed it from um, meanderers to storytellers. Yes. 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 Yeah, we're, we're storytellers yeah, as Zambians. Storytellers. That's mm. true. Yes. 
hold it with pride. <laughs> I am a Zambian storyteller. Yes, I love it. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, so thank you so much, Xavier. Like this ah, has thank been you for me. a four-part series. Like, Oof, I tell um, you. No, listen. I am actually really happy about this because I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna bless the world with a single episode every week now. E- oh yeah, people have been waiting, yeah, you know. Because they like, up to Christmas now. People have something <laughs> yeah, to ooh, exactly. kick in the like, new year. You know, yeah, juicy stuff. But of course, this was only. I know it's a four-part series so far in mm-hmm. terms of interracial dating discussion, but we are actually going to be continuing the conversation about black love into mm. our next um, sort of topic, which is more around, I guess, the dissonance between what protection looks like to both black women and black black men. Oof, so we'll topic. be actually look. Yeah, so that one will be quite interesting. But in itself, again, we'll be highlighting, I suppose both positives and negatives like like what we just did with the whole interracial um dating i think we really covered a lot of like topics from all angles if possible yeah i know we're actually 100%. trying to uncover really flip the coin so mm. to speak yeah just so that it's not just a one-dimensional conversation yeah and we need to have more people even having these discussions like yes. you and i you're not on the same wavelength many things yeah. but i want to see people who yeah. are on not on the same wavelength but also can have discussions and not like yeah. very snarky yeah. you know below the belt type yeah. comments and or say even if they are. <laughs> hey listen like enough podcast with, with that drama <laughs> oh you're saying like no you we need wanna, more you, you want to spill the tea into which ones no like, thank you no thank you one. i like i like breathing <laughs> no but yes no definitely um continue the conversation of course um like i don't have the hashtag but like black mentality is where you can find me and <laughs> well, we're gonna get um, you definitely want to uh, Yeah, I love dialogue. So definitely like DM me and like um, comment under the, I guess the post like that I will post with this. Mm. Just so like we can actually have a dialogue in terms of like what people think. This is a, quite an interesting topic. Yeah, what the, what resonates yeah. and what doesn't as yeah. well. You know, I do find that both are quite useful. Yeah, and if you disagree, more than happy. Yeah, please like, do. Obviously like it's an open space. It's a very safe space too. Yeah, I know I was joking a lot, but like, Honestly, it's a safe space. No, it is a safe space. I'm very <laughs> happy to. Xavier have, will yeah. always put me in check if. <laughs> I I you know. most definitely will. Thank you very much, so, Tracy. Yeah. Where can they find you if you want to be found? Hey, if you want to be found, no, I'm incognito. <laughs> I guess. Oh my god, my, my, my I I need like a real Instagram. I'm just Zave the Fave on Instagram. Yeah. But I'm just like it's a private profile, so I have to screen people. You know. No, it's true. Um, mm-hmm. protect your privacy. And like honestly, given that you have actually, um, you know really advertise your services oh yeah I'm so sure i have to get a separate one yes i'm going to get a professional <laughs> yeah, one don't worry so i guess definitely. at the moment you can't find me yeah. <laughs> except here on black mentality yeah, of course so the place to be black. so come to me if you need connections to Xavier. yes exactly so I, i'm the middleman this time around exactly I'll connect you. <laughs> she's the one who knows she's got the business yeah, we're yeah. the essay to connect and everything yeah, yeah definitely and to actually find the article Do you want me to include it in my link tree? Yes, that would be good, actually. Because yes. people have to come to mine and then they have to ask yes. me the DMs and they ask yes. me enough personal questions. Yes. So it's like trying to keep it just private. Yes. So the article will be available in my DM. Yeah. Yeah. In my DM. In my link tree. And please do read it. It is worthwhile because I certainly loved it. Hence all these questions that I had for you because... We needed to expand on certain points. Oh, I know. People But have been trying to expand on that in my DMs yeah. ever since I released it. No, and it's worthwhile. Like, honestly, like it's, um, I'm glad that you actually provided that insight as well. Mm. Because I don't think many would have been comfortable to admit um, that this is the reality that they 
face when interracial uh, dating interracially yeah no and we have to talk about it more if you like dating outside the race let's yeah. let's hear about it you know yeah, don't honestly. feel like we're going to come for you yeah i just want to hear like what what things you if anything maybe we can can help people have better yeah. relationships i found some people they had these dynamics which yeah. were very one-sided and i think yeah. when they actually had these discussions open oh, this guy's yeah. not going to leave his wife his white yeah. wife he loves her but at the same time he's like oh you know i do i should tell her about these cultural things and like yeah. it might be difficult to yeah. start off because you have yeah phrase your relationship in one way but if yeah. you really do love each other yeah. i think you can make anything work really so open conversations yeah definitely. yeah communication yeah. and just being honest is okay. really good no yeah. i love it so it helps them so even though they will have healthy healthy yeah. interracial relationships yeah. that will help us in the end and help yeah. their kids yeah that, honestly you know? yeah and uh, like the the worst thing that can happen is having a child even in an interracial relationship or a black and black relationship mm. And them not actually being secure in their identity because yeah, yeah we're seeing the ramifications of it. Yeah, and we still still give them pressure like yeah. oh team light skin this we still oh, well, you know we yeah. we we're not kind so and yeah. that's a story for another time but yeah. it's essentially yeah. Yeah, but no, thank you so much Xavier for um entertaining me. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> for the last four parts. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, no, thank you so much and yeah, Xavier's gonna be the resident guest. Oh yeah, <laughs> here decided. we go. This is the contract. Decided, just give me, it. I'll sign it. Yeah, yeah in kind. Philanthropy, you know. Philanthropy, yeah, yeah. I'm just doing it pro bono. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's you. Same, y'all. <laughs> but yes, any final words before I end this? No, thank you for having me on the show, everyone. Black Mentality. It's a girl, Tracy, here. Uh, big supporter. You know, she always... I love it because you won't spin on things. And I love the way she talks to herself about these topics. I like... That's why I listen to your podcast. It's like you're talking to yourself. I really am. Yeah, you know, you're just going off a list of points I assume in the background. But yeah. it's it's just fun. I'm just like, wow. It's like a stream of consciousness, but something I want to listen to. So it's yeah. quite good. I love it. Thank mm. you. You're welcome. I'm taking that compliment and banking it. Oh, bank that's, it. That's, 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 a, that's a thing. Bank those compliments because you know what? It will serve you well in, on rainy days, isn't it? Okay, yes. Yeah. But thank you guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye.